You are on Max's Island, a podcast by Meet Max Power. On Max's Island podcast, you'll hear the lived experiences of people who choose to live life a little differently. It might be a story of when they took time out and dared to do something crazy. Perhaps they made a decision to leave it all behind and follow their dreams. Or maybe they just stopped listening to what other people thought and did what was right for them. This experience becomes a story that is part of them and one that you need to hear. So, now that you're on Max's Island, listen to the wisdom in these stories and you too will be inspired to do what you have always wanted to do. Welcome back to another episode from our summer series on the island. Summer on Max's Island is a time to review the stories from the past year, especially those that have captured our interest. During the year, I was fortunate to have some really strong women as guests on the island. In the first summer series episode, we heard the amazingly powerful stories from Natalia and Jacinta, as they both face significant health challenges in their early 30s. In today's episode, we'll reflect on the experiences of another two strong women who have each taken their own journey of discovery and reached a self-actualization state in their lives that allows them both to be fully authentic and true to their beliefs. Neveline's spiritual journey through her entire life had made a meaningful base from which her self-discovery naturally occurred especially as new knowledge and experiences were made available to her. Her understanding of her life became clearer and fuller after participating in the Elias program. Then we'll hear from Amy. Amy's realisation of her authentic self came out of a sometimes traumatic experience of trying to conceive a child and the health challenges that this posed for her and her husband David. Through the real drive to understand her own body, and realising how leading a different health focus was important, Amy changed many things in her life, and that of her husband, and ultimately her daughters. Enjoy this episode in our summer series on the island. Mm. I do have a situation like that, and it was a time um, when oh, probably two or three years ago now, when I was doing a program called ELIAS, so which stands for Engaging Leaders Innovating Across Sectors. The program was the first of its kind, run by the Centre for Social Impact at UWA in partnership with the Presencing Institute in the US. Now, you would have done many courses in your time. Mm. You've been in the corporate world, you've mm. been in the not-for-profit space. I'm surprised... <laughs> or interested to know why something as recent as this has had such a mm. significant impact. Is it because it was one of the most recent things you've done or was it really because it had a massive impact in the way you think? It had a massive impact in the way I think. It has, well, reshaped my thinking um, in, my, in, in my professional life, my personal life. It has really enhanced 
and validated some thoughts that I had on leadership and what it should look like. And actually, its principles and philosophies and practices are so in line with my faith. Um, I'm Christian and so in line with it that it it's intertwined and it was life changing for me. And I call it life changing because it truly, really felt that I had I was a new person during that program. Wow, that's incredibly powerful. What was it about the course that did that? Was it the simple concepts or was it about the experience? It was both. It was about the concepts. It was about the experience, about the things that we did on our 10-month journey together. It was experiential learning, but it was adaptive learning also. And it actually was about deep listening. And um, that's what that's that's the part that really got me. It was about listening to the universe, listening to everything around us, observing, and then sitting in a space with that and watching for an emerging future, which that philosophy is so counterintuitive to today's leadership in this world of change where we are we are. Uh, constantly rushing we're constantly uh, certainly in business I think in my professional life we we default to this operational way of thinking this was in contrast of that so it it and actually when you talked about before you said what was that one thing was there a time in your life when you did something and you know maybe you weren't meant to do it or actually there was a lot of barriers for me in doing Elias in my previous workplace, my CEO, my then CEO, she was very keen for me to do this program because obviously she recognised that there was something in me that was emerge was emerging and needed to come out. Um, you know, these programs they don't. Um, it, it, it's it's not a, it, Elias is not a program that or a course that you go to a course you learn it you then come back to your workplace and you say right now we're going to do this it doesn't work like that. So for me, there were there were at the time many barriers for me. If I had given in to them, I actually would never have done Elias. And that in itself showed me that the universe was preparing me for something, something bigger. And, and so it was, I felt like this, um, this little seed, this little kernel that, the, 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 you know, the, um, the skin had just fallen off me during that program. And the people I met were the same, you know, um, it was about deep listening. So that's, that's what really got me about Elias. This, this, is a, this listening space and observing space is an aspirational space. So you have to actually practice this every day. And it, 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 you cultivate it by being mindful, by spending time with yourself, by self-care, by learning how to hold yourself so that you can hold space for others, uh, by learning how to listen. And it's not just with your ears, it's with your eyes, it's with, with, it's with all your senses. So that was the part that, I kind of realized that, oh, and even as I think about strategic thinking and going up to the balcony and all of this sort of stuff, I'm still thinking about it in an operational way. This showed me the other side of it. It was like an aha moment for me. It was going through that 10-month um, journey. I can't pinpoint a time when I felt, oh, I got it. But obviously I did at some point in time. Um, and I felt each... Each touch point with the program incrementally grew me to this point. And I felt, I suppose if I can like, if I can give you an example from my faith experience, 
in the Bible there's a story about Bartholomew. He's a blind guy. He's sitting by the side of the road and he's calling out to Jesus who's walking past and he's saying, please make me well, make me well, make me see. And Jesus ignores him and keeps going. And anyway, at some point he calls out really strongly and says, son of David, please come and help me. So Jesus stops and he says, come, come over. And he runs across to him. But it's not the running. It's what he does before he goes to him. He stands up and before he walks across to Jesus, he throws off this old cloak he's been wearing. And I felt Elias for me at one moment in time, I remember sitting there. I felt I felt like I was Bartholomew in the story. And, and as I sat there in the group and we were talking about, they were actually asking us about how this journey has been up to, up to now. What, and that's the first thing that came into my head. I just thought, oh, my God, I feel like him. I feel like this cloak is, um, I've taken off this cloak. That is the old cloak. I don't need it anymore. And that doesn't mean I'm, and today what you see, I'm absolutely new. I'm, of course, I've got elements of the old Neverlane. But I just felt like I had, I had shed something. Firstly, I always remember to give gratitude. That's an important thing for me. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I think is, oh, I'm breathing. I'm so thankful. I feel well. I'm so thankful. Because that just brings me back to centre, brings me back to I've got another day. How much of that comes from your original strength of your faith or is it being amplified through things like the Elias program? Amplified, yeah. Certainly, yeah, the gratitude piece, you know, uh, is through my faith. But, but it, yes, I feel Elias is now that amplification. That influence is there even when I'm not thinking about it. it it's sort of sitting under my skin. Yes, I have to be deliberate in doing certain things, otherwise I'll lose it. But you know, trying to remain curious and trying to ask questions why and trying to not jump to conclusions, I think I'm doing them more often and probably a little bit better now. I can get a lot better, but I'm probably doing more of it without thinking as much about it. I think um, I'd probably have to start when we were first faced with Fertility Challenge, uh, my husband and I. And after seeing a lot of GPs and being told to, you know, go away and don't worry about it and it'll happen and all the rest of it. And then we, we finally landed on the doorstep of um, IVF and IVF clinics. Um, and after a very unsuccessful treatment cycle at our first clinic, I sort of started to look for, I guess, some better answers and sort of understanding more about why we were having these issues instead of just trying to, I guess, bypass Mother Nature with all of the wonders of drugs and hormones and processes that they have, sort of understand more about the body and, and what could potentially be going on with, with each of us. Um, and so started to visit naturopaths, Chinese herbalists, kinesiologists, acupuncturists, osteo, um, osteopaths, Pretty much anyone in the alternative medicine field, um, we went and saw, uh, mainly me, I'll be honest, Dave, not so keen um, with a lot of it. And I fell in love with this amazingly holistic way of looking at the human body 
and started to really question a lot that we were putting into our bodies and putting onto our bodies and and what we were actually surrounding ourselves with. So Amy, what did the traditional doctors and those in the IVF program that was supporting you, what did they think about this approach? Yeah, one of the specialists literally when I said that I was seeing a naturopath said, oh, don't waste your money. That was just, it was that blunt. Um, And that was probably probably after you'd spent a lot of money with him. Oh, that's, we, well, I mean, this man charges $370 for 15 minutes of his time, but he's telling us not to waste our money on a naturopath who put her heart and soul into, you know, working with us and, and helping us. And Funnily enough, that naturopath actually is the one that identified one of the main issues that we ended up being able to not completely overcome but drastically reduce that eventually saw us see success. Still through IVF, but I don't think if if we hadn't seen Tracy, I honestly believe that we probably wouldn't have Eleanor, our daughter, today. I um, actually had this amazing uh, experience with kinesiology, which um, I'm not sure if you're completely familiar with, but it works on the principle that our physical bodies hold on to um, emotional trauma and, you know, past experiences and actually hold on to those in our bodies and that that energy actually needs to be shifted and moved in order for us to be able to heal. And I will be honest, when I first walked in, I thought, gosh this is this is out there even for me like this is a little bit far and within five minutes of sitting in front of this woman I just burst into tears felt this incredible outpouring laid on the table and had the most amazing out-of-body experience that I still to this day can't even explain and when I left that clinic I just felt completely sort of realigned with um, where I who I was meant to be. And that journey has taken me down the rabbit hole of starting to really embrace sort of me and who I am as an authentic person. And that has since then snowballed into me reading every book I could get my hands on about energy and healing, and also obviously looking very hard at the things that we eat and have in our home, which is something that I'm now very passionate about and actually help people to try and change for themselves. And I think that that's something that we're not we're not taught this. This is not something that we as children are sort of, um, you know, spoken to about, that we've got almost like a spiritual self and then a physical self and that, you know, it's okay to have things that upset you and it's okay to have traumas, but you really need to address those and really face them front on and not sort of try and hide them away because I think that that so often is when you can sometimes run into trouble a little bit is when we sort of try and run away from our past or hide from the person that we truly are. And I think I've always been a very different person, but I sort of over the years maybe wasn't quite waving my freak flag and was sort of trying to be a little bit more status quo, you know, normal. Um, And then after this kinesiology um, appointment that I had, she was like, you know, you're a very different person, Amy, and you just really need to open yourself up to all of the possibilities that the universe and everybody are providing to you. 
And she said, you're also very sensitive and you need to be far more aware of the things that you surround yourself with. And that includes energy and people as well as chemicals. And, and it just, it was like a switch went off. And I just thought, my gosh, like all this time, and I have been running away from the person that I truly am. And all I need to do is turn around and face that person. And it just made this, it made such an incredible alignment for me and for my life. So I'm eternally grateful to her. And then came home and said to Dave, right, I'm just going to need to clean out the entire house. I'm just throwing out every chemical. I need a lot of essential oils. And away we go. And he sort of just looked at me and thought, oh, dear God, you know what? <laughs> what have you just done but I think now he's actually as into it as I am like he as much as he would hate to probably admit it he is um he can see the difference in me and that every sort of year that we're together I am able to grow into more of the person that I truly believe that I'm meant to be and he has been a very very big supporter of that so together we we have definitely grown um, as a couple over the the 15 years that we've been together now So during pregnancy, I was very obviously closely managed by the IVF clinic. And one thing that they do ask is that you stop anything outside of their treatment. So I'll be perfectly honest. And I did not have any alternate therapies um, while I was pregnant. I followed the advice to the letter because obviously after I think it uh, took us five years to fall pregnant with Eleanor. So after five years of heartache to finally have you know to to be, have a healthy baby um, growing inside me? We did everything that they told us to do. I now probably understand that you know there are certain things I probably could have continued to do, like acupuncture, and but I continue to eat very very well. I continue to see my naturopath, and she helped me with my diet. I grew an absolute boomer of a baby. Eleanor was 4.3 kilos oh, at, wow. 38, at 38, 38 and a half weeks, Tony. They had to go in and get her. And they said they'd never seen a placenta like it. They were like, oh, my Lord. And so I definitely attribute that to having had a very, very strong diet. I didn't have gestational diabetes. They have no idea where she came from. But I did get this extreme bloating after um, the, I had fluid in my legs, just my legs, extreme fluid in my legs. And the medical doctors in the hospital and everyone just couldn't do anything for me. They had no idea what to do. And I, for the first three weeks after having Eleanor, I was in quite a lot of discomfort. I then went and saw my Chinese herbalist who gave me one bottle of pills was very, very stern with me. I had a strict diet that he put me on. It was not particularly enjoyable. Some of the things he tells me to eat, I'm like, where am I going to get an eel? We don't just have eels in our supermarkets. Like this is <laughs> like, and then wrap it in a pandan leaf. I'm like, where am I getting these things? But he gave me a very strict diet that I followed. And within two days, the fluid was all but gone, just drained out of my body. And I thought, you know, say what you like, but these people just understand the human body. And this man is, you know, he's not even taking my blood or doing any of the things that the hospital did. He literally was feeling the, the acupressure points on my wrist, looked at my tongue, looked at my eyes and just spoke to me and came up with a solution, gave me the herbs and away you go. So 
the and the power of that medicine has stayed with me and I will always return to them whenever there is something major um, sort of confronting me. I will always return because I know um, I've experienced the power of that medicine and, and of having someone who looks at you as a whole and doesn't just want to sort of put a Band-Aid over the symptoms. It's like, no, there is a cause and I'm going to treat the cause so that I can get rid of this symptom permanently for you. And that's sort of why I've fallen in love with sort of what I like to call complementary therapies because I am not the sort of person that says that you shouldn't do Western medicine. Western medicine is amazing. It saves lives. It got us Eleanor. I will always be very cognizant of that. But at the same time, I very much believe that it was in using these complementary therapies to support my body during the IVF process that we were able to have success. And that's what I communicate to people. We spoke on the bus on the way home from work. He was lost. In the details of life Each day was a blur Oh work and no play And how, how it had turned out this way He told me his plan A short-term escape Five weeks on the bibbling track Go it alone, no one to blame If he finished or fell by the Phone and nothing. 